we need to understand the reality of sin and brokenness in our lives and walk in our identity in Christ. We are simultaneously righteous yet sinner. Welcome to the Broken Images Podcast. Welcome back to the Broken Images Podcast. My name is Ryan. I'm the host of this podcast where we seek to understand our reality of sin while walking in our identity in Christ. And today we have an episode for you called The Tale of Two Selves. So, have you ever had a time in your life where you've gone back to something that you knew was bad for you? Like you returned back to a bad uh, boyfriend or girlfriend, you returned back to an eating habit, you returned back to a habit of some sorts, right? That's bad, uh, that is not good for you. And we see this in movies and TV shows all the time where typically, stereotypically, we see the girl return to a bad guy over and over and over and over again, right? We get so frustrated. We get so mad. Like, why are you doing this to yourself? This person is clearly not right for you. I remember I've watched a few shows that I can think of clear, clear examples of this. If you've seen that 70s show, um, Jackie is one of the characters played by Mila Kunis. And she keeps getting back together with Kelso, played by Ashton Kutcher, over and over and over again. And Kelso is constantly cheating on her. And, like, he's a terrible boyfriend. And you're watching this and you're like, why is she doing this? I remember also watching Hannah Montana as a kid. Miley keeps going back together with Jake Ryan. I was like, bro, this is not okay. Why are you doing this? He's clearly the scum of the earth. He's a terrible dude. What are you doing? Right? We do that in our lives with sin too, in old ways of life. In my life, I know there have been times where I return to old habits or sins and I knew that they were bad for me. Since you've become a Christian, or if you are a Christian, have you gone back to your old life? Because this is common, living in the world, but trying to not be of it. Even the Apostle Paul struggled with this. And there is debate whether or not Paul in this Romans 7 passage is talking about his life before Christ or after Christ. I believe that he is talking about his life after Jesus. After he becomes a Christian, I think Paul is speaking here, where he says, I do not understand what I do. For what I want to do, I do not do. But what I hate to do, I do. Have you ever felt that way before? Because I know that I have. But here's the point that I want to make tonight. Change is not easy, but change is possible. You see, we have been given the power to change. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says that if you are in Christ, you are a new creation. The old has passed away and the new has come. And so I want to take a, take a look at a few passages today, but we're going to mainly be focusing on one particular passage where Paul does something very interesting in this passage of Scripture. He talks about why we shouldn't go back to our old life and then how we walk in that new life. The passage of scripture that we're going to be looking at is Ephesians 4, 17 through 24. Um, it says, Now this I say and testify in the Lord that uh, you must no longer walk as Gentiles do in the futility of their minds. They're darkened their understanding, alienated from the life of God, because of the ignorance that is in them due to their hardness of heart. They have become callous and have given themselves up to sensuality, greedy to practice every kind of impurity. But that is not the way that you learned Christ. 
assuming that you have heard about him and you were taught in him as the truth is in Jesus to put off your old self, which belongs to your former manner of life and is corrupt through deceitful desires and to be renewed in the spirit of your minds and put on the new self created after the likeness of God and true righteousness and holiness. So let's look at verse 17. It says, Paul says, stop acting like Gentiles. But the funny thing is, is Paul is speaking to Gentiles. Stop being the old you. Stop acting like the person that you used to be before Christ. Stop acting like that old life. Now, Paul begins the reasons why you shouldn't go back to your old life. He prefaces these reasons with the word futility, which means worthless. That's his overall description of what it means to go back to your old way of life. Worthless. Then he uses five things to describe why we should not go back to our old life. Reason number one, dark. Verse 18 says they're darkened in their understanding. See, the dark is the opposite of who we are supposed to be. We are supposed to be light of the world, light to the world. We are called children of light. When we are in the dark, we do not know where to go. Darkness is the shadow of death and we want to flee from it. Reason number two, hardened. Alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to their hardness of heart. When we go back, we have a hardness of heart. Hearts that are hard towards God and towards the things of God. Someone with a hard heart stops caring about the things of God. They lose interest in doing things his way. It is no longer about God. It is about them. They don't care about God. They don't care about others. All they care about is themselves. Have you ever met somebody with a tender heart, with the opposite of this, that cares so deeply about the things of God, about other people loving them, loving God, right? Not somebody that only cares about themselves. Reason number three, they have become callous, showing or having an intensive or an insensitive and cruel disregard for others. It's rough. It's kind of like a heart to heart. It's totally insensitive to people and their situations, their life, their testimony, their story. Reason number four, depraved. Like it says, they become calloused and they've given themselves up to sensuality. Want to know what sensuality means in the Bible? Unbridled lust. This is the desire that has no end. Is meant all manner of lust in an unbridled course of sinning, and they are giving themselves over to the power of sin. They are being willing, willingly being slaves unto it, and their continuance in it. And this they do constantly. These people live lives that have no concerns for the consequences of their actions. And now Paul is going to take it even a step further. Reason number five. Greedy to practice every kind of impurity. They're, on, they're only interested in pleasing themselves. They do not care about anybody else. They're constantly looking for more and more and more satisfaction. They just keep going and going and going and going. There's no real love for God. No real love for others. And this is exactly what hookup culture is. This is Tinder. This is Bumble. These are all these apps where the main goal is to get this one night stand, this quick fix, this immediate satisfaction from someone else. And it's 
complete greed and selfishness that's fueling this. Get what you want. Goodbye. That's all I needed. Thanks. And that's the culture that we live in. And Paul is saying that these people do not return to this old way of life because you'll be greedy to practice every impurity. You'll only be thinking about yourself. You will be basically just like the people that are all about themselves within hookup culture, right? And we do not want to do that. Back to the passage in verse 20. This is a key verse. It says, That is not the way that you learned Christ, assuming that you have heard about him and were taught in him as the truth is in Jesus. Paul says, That's not the way you learned Christ. Meaning, that's not what you believed. What did you believe when you first got saved? What do you remember? Someone, I remember someone sat me down. They told me the gospel story. What did I believe? What did I learn? I learned I was a sinner. Completely broken and desperate of a savior. That I can't save myself. I am unable. I do not have the power. That Jesus loved me deeply. And he had endless grace and endless mercy for me. And I learned and believed that Jesus went and died. And he died for the sins that he didn't commit. But my sins. But your sins. That I was the thorn in his crown. But he loved me anyway. I was the sweat from his brow. But he loved me anyway. I was the nail in his wrist. But he loved me anyway. I was Judas's kiss. But he loved me anyway. You see what I didn't learn. Is I didn't learn that I just need to pray a prayer. And that I was going to go on with my life. And just live it. And that's fine. Whatever. Just check off the saved box. That's not what I learned. You see, we have all these mixed uh, thoughts and theological claims about what we learned upon salvation. And what we didn't learn ever from scripture is that we just need to pray a prayer. That's one of the biggest heresies in the American church is that, oh, just pray a prayer and ask Jesus into your heart. No, that's not how that works. Sure, you want to acknowledge that you want Jesus in your heart, but that's not how you become saved. You are saved by grace alone, through faith alone, according to Christ alone. See, Paul in his letter to Ephesus wasn't writing to everyone there. He's writing to Christians, the church. There was a term, it's a very old term that I recently learned about. It's called backslidden, meaning those who have been near to God but have allowed sin to take them away from him. This isn't sinning. It's a lifestyle of sin. This is something that we cannot have happen. And honestly, sometimes I look at my life and I wonder, Rye, are you backslidden? Are you so far lukewarm that you're just falling constantly into this lifestyle of sin? And it worries me sometimes. Because that's not what I want. Continuing on in the passage, we move to verse 22 through 24. 22 says this. Put off your old self, which belongs to your former manner of life, and is corrupt through deceitful desires. Put off your old self. Simple as that. Stop doing the things that you used to do. Pick up your cross and die to yourself. Colossians 3, 5-9 says, Put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you, sexual morality, impurity, passion, evil desire, covetousness, which is idolatry. On the account of these, the wrath of God is coming. In these 
you too once walked when you were living in them, but now you must put them all away. Anger, wrath, malice, slander, and obscene talk from your mouth. Do not lie to one another, seeing that you have put off the old self with its practices. Put to death the earthly you. Put away those things. That's your old life. You need to throw them out. It's time to change. Believers everywhere struggle with this. Coming to the faith in Christ, but then going back to the old life. And I've done it. I've done it so many times. It's corrupt through deceitful desires, lies, and it's apart from God. Also, change what you put in your mind. Have you ever heard the term garbage in, garbage out? Well, it's true. What you put in your mind will come out one way or another. The term that is used in the scripture here is renewed. To fill your mind with truth, not with other things. And think about all the things that we consume that isn't good for our minds. Certain TV shows, movies, music, pornography, Instagram all day. Like I think about the show that I love. I deeply, deeply love, which is Friends. I've seen it so many times. And I love the show. I connect with my fiance, Jenna, about the show. I have stickers. I really like the show. But sometimes convicted, because when I watch that show, I'm really like how much they talk about pornography or sex. They talk about it a thousand times in 220-something episodes, or five times per episode. That's insane. We need to be feeding our minds with things that are going to build us up. Like Romans 12.2 says, Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by renewing of your mind or putting truth into your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. The third step is honestly put on the new self. If you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above where Christ is. Seated at the right hand of God, set your mind on things that are above, not things on this earth. If you are saved, do the things that Christ wants you to do. Start doing what we're supposed to do as Christians. But what? Glad you asked. The fruits of the Spirit. Love people. Be kind, gentle, self-controlled. Be joyful. Encourage others. When we start to do these things, we start to look more and more like Christ. But here is the thing that I'm constantly realizing about our Christian community regarding the old self and the new self. You have to put off the old self before you put on the new. And a lot of us struggle with this because we're trying to wear both. Imagine this with me. Imagine a young child. It's winter. He goes outside to play and he's wearing his favorite new coat. He goes outside with his brothers. It's about January a January morning, a Saturday morning. They're playing in the dirt, playing in the mud. They're having the time of their lives. This young child gets his coat all muddy and dirty, and he ruins his new, his new coat. He comes inside. His parents are like, oh, no. Like, he just ruined his coat. He needs a new coat. So his parents take him to the mall to get a new coat. When the parents go and get the new coat, they come back home, and they're like, okay, we got this new coat for you. What do the parents do? Do the parents put on the new coat over the old coat? Of course not. That would be crazy. Why would they take the new coat and put it on over the old coat that's dirty, muddy, and ruined? It's just going to ruin the new coat. 
the same should go with ourselves. We can't be constantly putting on the old, the new self over our old self and think it's not going to be tainted or ruined. We must first put off the old and then we must put on the new. Thank you.